Now, my message today, <laughs> we got 10 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of continuing from last week. And so, uh, my scripture reading comes from uh, Matthew chapter, or Luke chapter 24, thir- 13 through 32. And I, guys, we're not going to get in very far with this because we still got to do communion and stuff. So, we're going to, what I don't finish up today, we'll finish up next week, okay? Because I don't want to just scrap this message because this is something that we need to go through. Luke 24, 13 through 32. Now, I read this last week, exact same scripture, but this is part two of it. So I'm going to read it again. That way we can remember what we talked about last week. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score furlings. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. This is right after the crucifixion of Jesus and the resurrection. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that you have one to another, as you walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answering, said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast thou not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and the, our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that he had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yeah, and, there, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were earlier at the sepulcher. And when they found not his body, they came saying that, they had also seen a vision of angels which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us to the sepulcher and found it even as they, the woman had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them and all the scriptures, the things concerning himself, and they drew near unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart? Burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures. Now, verse uh, 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witness of these things. The word of God for the children of God. And all of God's children said amen. Now that's awesome. About how Jesus opened their understanding of the scriptures. That they might understand the scriptures. And here they are Jews. 
They've been following the scriptures their whole life. The nation has been for over a thousand years. The nation of Israel actually began around 1500 B.C. And they went clear to 70 A.D. That's a long time for a nation. And see, we, uh, this generation that we live in now, we just know Israel as a nation since 1948. But they've been a nation for thousands of years, 1500 years, before, before Jesus. And see, that's, that's what we're talking about. The Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation. How God has told us everything concerning this planet. Concerning the activities that are from the beginning to the ending. He even says in Isaiah, who can tell you the beginning, the ending from the beginning? Who, who can tell you that? Only God can. And that's how we understand, that's how we know that we can trust God's Word, the Bible. To know that this is from God. Only God could tell you the beginning. And through each generation, each generation, he has his prophets there. And he speaks to that generation through his prophets. Now, I, I got some notes here I want to go through. And I know we got communion here, but I'm going to do this real quick. And this is probably about as far as we're going to get today on this message, but I'm going to finish it next week. the history of our Bible. It's written by about 40 men from 15 B.C. to 100 A.D. 1,600 years in the making. 66 books. 39 in the Old Testament. 27 in the New Testament. And there is 40 different authors. That's 40 different prophets. 40 different scholars. 40 different scribes that wrote down what God told him to write down for that generation. And God also revealed to us his coming the first time, his son, Jesus. He revealed to us, he told us how it was going to happen. And it happened that way. And then he told us what they were going to do, what the people were going to say, exact words what they were going to say thousands of years before it happened. And then it happened just the way God said it happened, was going to happen. And I can't understand, and I know it's, it's because the, the God of this world has got people's eyes blind to spiritual things. And, and this book, the Bible, and everybody thinks it's just one book and one author. No, like I said, there was over 40 different authors. But the author, the main author is the Holy Spirit. He inspired it all. He dictated it. That's how I like to look at it, that God dictated it. Because they had to be exactly right. Because if anything was one thing was wrong, then it wouldn't be from God. Because God is 100% accurate. Just like his book is. Now, I'm going to go through a list here. When the, now, I didn't get all this down, but we'll get some of it today. Isaiah, the prophet. He was a prophet between 740 B.C. to 680 B.C. And he told how, where Jesus was going to be born, who he is when he is born, and then he told us how he was going to be crucified, what his mission was when he was here on earth, and who he was. God in the flesh. Okay, and he was a prophet, like I said, between 740 B.C. and 680 B.C. Then Jeremiah, he was another prophet. He predicted Jerusalem's destruction from Babylon. And he was a prophet in 627 B.C. to 586 B.C. And then Ezekiel. He was a prophet between 593 B.C. to 573 B.C. And he was called, when he was 30 years old, to be a prophet. 
Jonah was a prophet during 750 BC, and then they went into captivity in 590 BC. Daniel was a prophet in 605 BC to 536 BC. Hosea was a prophet in 760 BC to 725 BC. Amos was a prophet in 760 BC. And you notice some of these prophets were all at the same time. There was like three or four prophets alive prophesying. God was using three or four of them at a time, telling the future, his future, his story, what God's plan was. This ain't a plan about what he was going to do in Egypt or what he was going to do in the United States or what he was going to do in any Ethiopia or Africa. They're all in there, but it's not about them. This is about God's plan. Israel. Israel. Now, that's why God picked Israel. Not because they were the biggest or the smartest or the brightest, because they were the smallest. They were the fewest. I like to put it this way. They were the most pathetic. That's how God likes. Because then he gets the glory and not the people. And he raised them up. He started them. And then he prophesied the future. And now we can trust this book. We can trust God's word. We can know where we're living at in our times now. What, what, where we're living. And you've got to keep your eye on the fig tree. Okay, God said he was going to destroy Israel. Not destroy them, but scatter them across the, the world. At the, in the last days. Because of their rebellion. Their unbelief. They crucified the Savior. After they crucified Jesus, they had 40 years to repent of that, to turn to the Messiah, but they rejected him, as they still do today. 40 years after the crucifixion of Jesus, after the resurrection of Jesus, Israel was destroyed, just like Jesus said, just like the prophets said it was going to happen. Every stone tore down of the temple. It was done, 70 A.D. And then Jesus went on and told his disciples, the generation that sees Israel become a nation again, after all these years, he's going to pull all these people from every four corners of the world back to that little tiny speck of dirt in the Middle East. And he said, when you see these things, that generation's not going to pass away until all these things be fulfilled. It's been 75 years. And see, I've skipped so much trying to fill all this in in 5 or 10, 15 minutes, so I'm going to stop right here. And we're going to, we're going to go back next week and we're going to fill in that blank from uh, 16, 1500 B.C. to 70 A.D., from 70 A.D. to 2023. And we're going to fill in and see the prophecies that's been fulfilled in our lifetime, in your lifetime. Prophecies that could not have been fulfilled until the Jews came back in their own land and Israel became a nation again. And see, that's, that's so miraculous. Just that the fact that there is a nation called Israel, but there wasn't. I don't know how many people here was born in 1948, but you're that generation. That's the, year, that's the year that they became a nation again in one day. The Bible talks about that. And they've also restored the language, the, the true Hebrew language that was there 1,500 years before Christ. That they lost that language. The Hebrew language was gone. Now, it's a miracle. Because the young kids over there in, in Israel can read ancient texts that was wrote 1,500 years ago when their, kid, their parents can't. Their parents don't know it because, you know, they wasn't raised in it. But probably now, but after 75 years. But it was awesome that these kids were finding stuff when they were digging in different places in Israel and they could read what it said. Ancient Hebrew. God restored their language just like he said. And next week we'll get into these prophecies 
and, and see exactly where God said these things through his prophets. So we, you'll know that you can trust this word. Don't go with people saying, oh, well, there's so many flaws in the Bible, you, you can't be trusted. No, they don't know. They're going by what someone else told them. They don't understand that God does not lie. If there's one word wrong, one prophecy wrong, that makes the whole book a liar. And that's not how it is. It's faithful and true. Jesus is Lord. And he's coming back. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. And we thank you, Lord, for this gift of the word of God that you have given us, Lord, that we are not walking in darkness, that we as your church can see the signs of the times that we're living in, that you're coming soon. Are we ready? Lord, open our hearts and our eyes to what you're doing in this world in 2023 for your glory to be revealed in your church and through each one of us. In Jesus' holy name, amen.